Welcome, everybody. So tonight, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. No. <laughs> Hi, Carol. <laughs> How you doing? Hey. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that was cool. <laughs> oh. And I'm not even going to say pardon my French. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? You're doing the whole punchline. <laughs> That's right. No, I it, forgot. I don't remember. Well, we had discussed um, maybe both of us taking part in it, and it was going to be you talking about your daughter with bipolar and me talking about my son with ADD. But then my I bipolar, said, my bipolar daughter is not being cooperative. <laughs> well, I th- well, I guess that's what I was confused about. So were we going to invite her in? Because well, I thought I thought you were just going to ask her permission. Well, no, you know what? She didn't care. But as far as whatever to do, but she um was working, and I I don't know. She hadn't been feeling well with some asthma. She's taking prednisone and stuff, so she's not like a hundred percent. And I couldn't even get out of her to tell me what her um, diagnosis was, because when she told me what she had for bipolar, it wasn't um, something I recognized. You know what I'm saying? You mean like Uh, some of her symptoms? No, it's um, they diagnosed her like a a type of bipolar and um, like sub parentheses with uh, some kind of depression or something. I know that sounds like I'm not a responsible parent, but you have to understand she spent a year and a half where she didn't talk to me. And um, then before that, there were six months she didn't talk to me. And she was getting, uh, she's 26 now, but during this time in her mid 20s, she was um, taking care of herself. And so she was going to her own psychiatrist, she was getting her own meds. Um, she was also, um, taking care of some physical things to do with her asthma, uh, like opening up their trachea, some procedures her dad would tell me cause she would get mad at me, um, for, for a reason and then not talk to me for six months. And then she'd come back. Then she didn't talk to me. I missed two Christmases with her. So, I mean, and that's, but you know what? I just, I just learned, I don't beat myself up she always comes back and I, and I just wait. And when she does, I am supportive. I give her advice if she wants it. Um, I help when I can do without being an enabler. And um, so we're talking now and everything's good, but it's just, um, um, and I have my concerns, but she's 26 years old. And um, I can just remember when things started, when she was a pre, you know, preteen, how things I knew were different, but, it's been a long haul. That's like when she was 13, 14 is when all this happened. So um, now she's 26. And like I said, she's, you know, kept me disconnected. And I only got information what my, my narcissist husband wanted to tell me. <laughs> so you got that. Are we a freaking so, mess or So what? if I appear clueless, it's because... I didn't have the resources for credible information. And of course with HIPAA, I can't call and say, Hey, this is Beth's, you know, you know, so-and-so's mom. And I can't, 
you know, they can't give me that information. She's an adult. Did you did you just do a bleep? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You can keep it in there. She's cool. She don't care. No, I mean, I, did you do did you go bloop? No, I I started to say her name. I right. And then did you go bloop? I just so, went bloop. <laughs> okay. I just stopped myself and that's just like I hit a speed bump. That's what I did. So I mean, even if I said her name, she would be fine because um it well, is what not, it is and she's she's not, not given last she's names not, anyway. not telling people from it. So, you know, she tells people about it that she thinks needs to know or wants to know, but you know, she's okay. So the first thing, you know, what I always do so that everybody knows is I give them a description that I get from Mayo Clinic <laughs> so they know what we're talking about um, so that we're not pretending like we're MDs or specialists or anything like that. We're just we're giving some information for education and others from what we've experienced so it's our point of view i think that's called pov isn't it what is that like is POV, that like pov is no p pov <laughs> pov when you put pov i think that's point of view oh like point of sale pos and pov point of view i get it yeah so we have <laughs> our pov and then we have what whatever and I usually pull up mail because I trust them the most. So I'm going to go ahead and read what, because it, it will be interesting to you even, what bipolar is. You better freak me out. Mm, no. Uh, sometimes I think that when we hear stuff that we maybe thought was going on, but we weren't sure it was part of that. And we find out it is. It, it's more of a verification. Makes you feel better. But, um, you know, it can do that. But it can also explain some things that you didn't know. So we're going we're gonna to just be positive about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I can tell you, depending on how quickly we get through this, that I also... Talk to my son to see if he would um, be a guest to talk about how he feels about his ADD. And he's not willing to do that, but told me a lot of stuff. Now, I already know how he is, but like how he feels about it, you know, that that he allowed me to share without using his name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, because his friends are pretty nosy and they do listen to my stuff. Oh, nice. And so, he, you know, not that his friends doesn't don't know that he's got ADD. It's not that. It's what I would say. Okay, so bipolar. See, I'm interested in this too because I used to live next door to some people that had adopted their grandson who had bipolar but it, he had something else with it. See, and that's Elizabeth. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's just Damn her made-up name. What? What's the problem? That's just her made-up name. I suck. 
<laughs> well, at least we know that you're not good at lying. No, I'm not. I at it, she's fine. She'll be cool with it. So, at any rate, um, well, if she okay. won't talk to me for another year and six months, I don't know. <laughs> Either. And sometimes that's not so bad. There's like days I like wish my son wasn't talking to me that day. Oh, so you know, not being mad at me, just uh, whatever his his mindset is at that day. I'd rather not. Well, I'll tell you that year and six months, and that year before that, or six months before, she went all the way to her her that to her dad, and her dad got a reality check. He had no idea because she never talked to him about it. He was always away, and she, they ended up she ended up connecting with him as far as that goes, and he 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 had a very very hard time with it, very hard time. Okay, go ahead with the mayo. Yeah, well, I had to make sure that it was mayo because <laughs> that's one that I always use. Okay. Bipolar disorder, formerly called manic depression. Hmm. See? See? See what I mean? Just learned something, didn't you? Formerly called manic depressive? Mm-hmm. Huh. It's a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings that include emotional highs, which is mania or hypomania, and lows, depression. So they can be high or low. Right. And I think that's, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't bi mean two? The word bi, doesn't that mean two? Oh, what are we talking? Bi, bi, bi. Yes, yes. Yeah. So bipolar, yes. So that would be, that would go along with what it says. That they would either have highs of mania and lows of depression. That's two things. Okay, so when you become depressed, you may feel sad or hopeless and lose interest or pleasure in most activities. When your mood shifts to mania, which is the less, less extreme, you may feel euphoric, full of energy, and unusually irritable. These mood swings can affect sleep, energy, activity, judgment, behavior, and the ability to think clearly. Episodes of mood swings may occur rarely or multiple times a year. While most people will experience some emotional symptoms between episodes, some may not experience any. Although bipolar, I'm sorry, although bipolar disorder is a lifelong condition, you can manage your mood swings and other symptoms, of course, by what? Medication. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, treatment <laughs> oh tr alcohol treatment <laughs> <laughs> to some, some people that's what they would say sure self-medicating yes and you would say by running <laughs> yeah i don't know if i could run from bipolar that would be something else i don't yeah. know no that would help your mood Okay, True. so then it maybe says, maybe I am maybe I'm a special kind of bipolar. Maybe <laughs> way I am. Who knows? She had this, is it genetic? Does it say anything about that? Well, I'm going on. So then there's symptoms. It did not say if it was genetic or not, but it, I might come to that. Okay. 
So symptoms, there are several types of bipolar and related disorders, of course. Do we not talk about that every time we, we talk about a certain subject? There's always... It's, yeah, it's the covering an, your ass gray area. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, but there's always an added disorder to it. <laughs> Is narcissist on there? <laughs> we'll let you know. I bet you know, right? He's going to be on there. It's everywhere, man. It's like narcissist. I, I can't if even If your father was a narcissist, you're going to be bipolar. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying I wouldn't surprise I know. I know. Okay. Bipolar disorder one. There's, so there's more than one. Bipolar one disorder. You've had at least one manic episode that may be preceded or followed by a hypomaniac or major depressive episode. In some cases, mania may trigger a break from reality. Okay. My bipolar 2 disorder. (laughs) You have had at least one major depressive episode and at least one hypomanic episode episode but you've never had a manic episode so we're going to have to go through the hypomanic and the what did i say the other one was manic was hypomanic hypomanic and manic manic. so and then there's clicothematic disorder (laughs) clicothematic (laughs) disorder That means you've had at least two years or one year in children and teenagers of many periods of hypomania symptoms and periods of depressive symptoms. Holy cow. Do they have to put all this hard stuff? I'm glad you're reading it. (laughs) So everybody can make fun of me, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's okay. Screw them. I'm trying. All right. Other types. These include, for example, bipolar and related disorders induced by certain drugs or alcohol ah, or due to a medical condition. Oh, this is interesting. Such well, as what's medical condition? You know what? I'm probably not going to be able to say it right. Um, Cushing's disease. Cushing's disease. Cushing's. Like Cushing, only Cushing. Uh-huh. Okay. Cushing's disease. So you must know about this. It's, no, I don't. I've just heard of it before, but I'm not sure what it is. And then it says multiple cirrhosis or stroke. You want what's, me to look up Cushing's disease? I get. Yep. Yeah, what's did you say? Multiple sclerosis or multiple like many kinds of sclerosis? No, no multiple sclerosis or stroke. Okay, so, so mul- the, the, multiple sclerosis must be a single condition too. Okay, that's what I meant because she has. When you said it has a medical condition, she has ulcerative colitis and um, primary sclerosis cholangitis, which is a liver disease, a chronic liver disease. She also has been diagnosed with severe asthma, as well as Hashimoto's thyroid disease. She has four chronic illnesses. Okay. Which it's at least two of those don't have anything to do with bipolar. No, right. And But I was wondering... But she, it's like the Cushing's. I was, I don't know what that is. So yeah, find that one out. Which one? Cushing's. Okay. Let me see. I'd Google, but I might get disconnect you. (laughs) No, that's okay. Cushing's disease is a disorder caused by, oh, come on up. 
Cushing syndrome is a rare condition which develops when cortisol levels in the human body are higher than normal. Cortisol is a hormone produced by the adrenal glands and has an important role in the human body. Cushing's syndrome is more common among females. It usually occurs in women between the ages of 20 and 30. Wow, I wonder if she should. So huh. she may or may not have it. Exactly. It may not be. It may be something that um, was looked at, or she's twenty six. Maybe it's something that you know comes later, or she's. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I'll have well, to look how into old? It how old did you say you thought she was when she was um, diagnosed with bipolar? Um, well, she was diagnosed, I think, in her early twenties. But that's we interesting. She wasn't, she wasn't her, she, she had issues, but we thought it was all because of her chronic illnesses. Okay. Well, because that's interesting. It says, although bipolar disorder can occur at any age, typically it's diagnosed in the teenage years or early twenties. Yeah. I also have a son that was diagnosed with bipolar just about a year ago. Which how old is he? Nine, he was 18 at the time. Okay. He's 19 now. All right, so then there's mania and hypomania. So mania and hypomania are two distinct types of episodes, but they have the same symptoms. Mania is more severe than hypomania and causes more noticeable problems at work, school, and social activities, as well as relationship difficulties. Mania may also trigger a break from reality, psychosis, and require hospitalization. So both a a manic and a hypomanic episode include three or more of these symptoms. So you'll see if if she's had any of these. Abnormally upbeat, jumpy, or wired. Increased activity, energy, or agitation. Exaggerated sense of well-being and self-confidence. Oh, that's her mother. I was just going to say, <laughs> those three of them so far sound like you. <laughs> oh, screw you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Christie's happy hour. <laughs> I do love you. <laughs> I'm not offended. I don't care. I know you're not. <laughs> God, that's hilarious. I mean, it shouldn't be hilarious, but what the hell? What are you going to do? Okay. Oh. How about it? No, this definitely isn't you. Decreased need for sleep. You need your sleep. We know that. <laughs> We're into 20 minutes right now. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Talk to me in another 40. Hurry up. I, I, right? Unusual I talkativeness. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I didn't say the word. And I've never told anybody. Okay. Unusual talkativeness. Racing mm-hmm. thoughts. You know, some of these sound like anybody. Seriously, is there like an overthinker? Huh? Overthinker. My daughter, I have one daughter that says she's an overthinker. And sometimes she can't get thoughts out of her head. And she just keeps thinking about it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Until it gets, she gets into a panic attack. Uh-oh, here's another one of yours. 
I'm kidding. Kind of. What? I mean, I'm, I'm going to read it, but it's really not. I'm really not saying it's yours. It's just a, a part of a conversation we had last night that we're not sharing. Um, okay. poor, poor decision making, for example, going on <laughs> buying. Now, listen. That's all of us, too. We but, can do a whole podcast on poor decision making. Go ahead. But it's not, but but it gives examples, sex taking sexual risks. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. I'm 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 laughing so hard you can't hear me right now. <laughs> <laughs> or making foolish investments or going to buying springs sprees. Foolish investments. Would that be right there in the same category as bad <laughs> risks and decisions? <laughs> That's with that all that. Is an investment making. means you make the same bad sexual decision over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> Called a bad investment. Okay, go ahead. Okay. All right. That's so that was explaining manic or hypomanic episodes. Now we're major depressive episodes. So a major depressive episode includes symptoms that are severe enough to cause noticeable difficulty in day-to-day activities, such as work, school, social activities, or relationships. These episodes includes five or more of these symptoms. So pay attention because you're going to have to tell us if she's had any of these. Is it a quiz? Is it a quiz? Kind of. Okay. You'll pass it. Okay. Depressed mood, such as feeling sad, empty, hopeless, or tearful. Yes. Marked loss of interest or feeling no pleasure in all or almost all activities. Yes. Significant weight loss when not dieting. Weight gain. Or decrease or increase in appetite. Yeah, she she would have an increase uh, sometimes. Okay. Either insomnia or sleeping too much. Sleeping too much. Either restlessness or slowed behavior. Um, wow. And if she doesn't have it, that's okay. They're just naming some when they have their major depressive episodes. I just, I'm just trying to think back to her. You know, she moved out at 18, so I don't know. You know. Yeah, but you, you know, you talked to her on and off. I mean, you were just home, right? To talk because she I was didn't having. See her. I oh. didn't get to see her. She went to Missouri on a float trip. After but she told there... you she needed you to come home? No, that was Emily. That was the other one. Oh, shit. I said, <laughs> <laughs> You're you're dead. <laughs> I know. They I mean, whatever. If I no, find you missing, I know who to blame. Emily I and <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's okay. And then I got a Sunday Jackson. Hey. Okay, so it's all out there. I can't mess up anymore. No, okay. I came home for Emily. Beth was on a that went on a float trip. So and that's all good. We text and stuff. Like I said, I'm if you know, we have our ways of communicating and um she's the one that wants to come down here and fly down here. So um but she gets busy with work and stuff and can't. So anyway. Okay. All right. So there's three more feeling of worthless, worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt. No, she, not really. Okay. Decreased, decreased ability to think or concentrate. 
I, I don't know. She was really good in school up until like junior high. And so I'm thinking of her concentration and things. I think things went a little haywire with her like around eighth grade. Okay. And then thinking about planning or attempting suicide. Yes. Okay. So she had about 90% of them. Yeah. Okay. We really don't. I mean, the only time you really have to get emergency help is if obviously they're going to try to commit suicide. She's had that before. She right. was, but she, I'm just saying that's that's the only time when you really need to get emergency help. Um, when to see a doctor, and she's does she see a doctor for that? She has a therapist, and she's supposed to be on medication, and sometimes she is. She doesn't have health insurance right now. So I don't know if she's getting um, her meds right now. Um, there's also programs I think that she could be on to get them. That is actually, I was just talking to her about that, but she didn't respond to me. Um, she also was pregnant back in last fall, but she lost the baby at the second trimester and she had been taking her meds previously, but the doctor won't let her take them when she was pregnant. But now she, you know, she lost it. So she didn't, um, it wasn't an issue. I don't think she went back on them since that happened. That's the last information I got. Um, and sometimes when you bring up that, you know, I got to be careful. Sure. When I bring up information, because there's times I want to keep communication open. So I pick my battles on, sure. you know what's important and what's not. And sometimes I try to sideswipe and I go to the narcissist and I try to get him to cooperate with me. And when it comes to the kids and their mental health and um, their well-being, he does um, uh, participate and he's um, he works well with me when it comes to that. We are, we can be unified parents on that, but. Well, that's good. Cause that's, that's hard. Yeah, so well, he's been diagnosed with major depression and he's been taking medication himself. He was a self-medicator. That's why the drugs and alcohol. He was diagnosed with major depression and something else too, because he went into rehab for 30 days in March and he came back with his doctor's note with all of his um, things that he needed. And he had, he was, but I knew he had those things. He was diagnosed back in like 2000 as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, so, before I start with your story, then then there's complications. Um, I didn't even know that. What do you mean? So risk factor. Well, first anyway. of all, there's I know, but risk risk, risk the risk factors. Oh, you you asked me about genetics. It says yeah. that bipolar disorder is more common in people who have a first degree relative such as a sibling or parent with the condition uh, that's the side dad side of the family not me okay <laughs> and the it's biolog- a narcissist's fault <laughs> <laughs> his parents have uh, major depression issues and stuff okay and it also says that the exact cause of bipolar disorder is unknown but several factors have been found in everyone and so that besides that genetic thing i just said it says um, people with bipolar disorder appear to have physical changes in their brains. The significance of these changes is still uncertain, but may eventually pinpoint causes. Huh. Okay, so so risk factors. Um, the risk 
factor that may increase the risk of developing bipolar disorder or act as a trigger for the first episode include having a first-degree relative, such as a parent or a sibling with bipolar disorder. She's got uh-huh. both. Right. Periods of high stress, such as the death or, of a loved one or some kind of traumatic event. Here we go again. That could be PTSD, too. Oh, my um, God. And then the third one is drug or alcohol abuse. Uh, there you go. She's She likes her alcohol. Okay. Then, her dad's but, an alcoholic, and I was one, So, but I'm sober 29 years. So, but right. she's... Yeah. And, then, and then the complications left untreated bipolar disorder can result in serious problems that affect every area of your life, such as problems related to drug and alcohol use, yep. su- suicide attempts, uh, yep. financial problems, yep. dam- damaged relationships, and yep. poor work or school performance. Yes. And then con- occur- co-occurring conditions are anxiety disorders, eating disorders, alcohol or drug problems, attention de- deficit, so ADHD, and physical health problems such as heart disease, thyroid disease, headaches. Hashimoto's. There you go. Or headaches or obesity. And she's not obese. That was just naming some. Oh, I know, but I was in a checklist in my head. Okay. So you're going check every time I say yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's enough education. So let me just ask you what your life was with her, what you noticed and at what age you started noticing it. Okay. Well, I'll keep it brief because it's, it's pretty basic. I don't want to say basic, but she was a cutter and that started. And she said that released the pain that she felt. And I think the pain that she was feeling had to be with when she was having some of the symptoms and things that you were talking about with her bipolar. And I tried to get her to counseling and I did to a couple of them, but um, you can imagine being a teenager, you know, and you're rebelling and, you know, she would do good until she didn't like what she, you know, was hearing. And then she would refuse to go. Um, If she didn't, if something happened, the way she dealt with what her feelings was to cut, she right. cuts so bit and she was drinking as she got older and she, she was alcohol was part of her life. She got very intoxicated a few times and um, she cut so bad that she had to have like 53 stitches and they sent her to Ottawa um, for five days. And wow. um, yeah, my mom and I went and picked her up because they finally let her come home and she was freaking out about having, you know, cause she cut again um, fairly in the past recent in the last year, cause I was in Florida. I think, yeah, I'm trying to think which, what time where I was and, um, her dad dealt. Yeah, no, it was recent, recent, like in the last few months. And she, uh, cut and her dad had never seen it before, never seen what happened. And he almost lost it. And then he shortly after that went into rehab, between that and something else with my other daughter, he couldn't take it anymore. And he went into rehab because he couldn't handle life either. And I'm like, and you guys wonder why I'm in freaking Florida. Right now. <laughs> that's like, that, and I that's run. What and you I run. do. You run. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's how I deal with my stress. So I can deal 
with my life with them. And the best thing I can do is to leave them be because I smothered them to the point where they, I had to let them be and let them do so they could find themselves because I can't tell them what to do. It's, you know, they're adults. So I'm here for them. I fly home when they want me, but Elizabeth, when she, you know, she cut, I remember that. And I, you know, um, blood all over the floor and the police were called because she was she was screaming and making a scene because she was drunk and they drug her out of there and they were dealing with a bipolar mental person and they treated her like a criminal and she had, was barely dressed and um you know but she was thrashing around because she was you know I don't know she I, she was at one of the hospitals locally and then that's when they sent her to the one in Ottawa. And that's only because they didn't have the, you know, mental health, you know, they didn't have beds available here in her, in her town, in a local area. So they send her an hour and a half, two hours away, you know, and that's traumatic. And I wanted to be able to say goodbye to her, but they shipped her off in the middle of the fucking night. Of course. Like at two in the morning, they said, mm -hmm. Oh, we got a bed. She's going. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You know? So then, yep. that pissed me off. And, um, and then, you know, you could have very limited contact and they kept her strapped down. And I just don't think they handle mental health very well. And if you don't have money or insurance, she did have insurance. It was Caterpillar insurance at the time, but it didn't, it's just, you know, some of the people, um, I don't think they know enough about this. And you, we may never know enough about this because you're dealing with the brain and people and mental health. But um, I don't know. So well, the weird she, thing she, is cutting has been around for a long time. It's just not talked about. Oh, I've got a, I've got a niece that cuts. Um, I'm just saying it's been oh, around I know. for a long yeah. time, but people don't talk about it. Well, people used to not talk about a lot of things, you know, and this is just one of those things that come out, you know, um, mental health was not a big thing, I mean, or to talk about. Now it's, you know, a celebrity gets it and it's, oh, yeah, you know, now we're talking about it. If a celebrity gets it, oh, my God, now it's a thing and everybody can talk about it. That's how I feel. You know, they're the one that brings brings it to the table. But I mean, um, but that's not a yay or nay on that. It's just that, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of things. Um, a lot of women things, I believe, that weren't talked about before, you know, menopause and and um, and um, just, you know, even breastfeeding and stuff like that. You know, it's like and, and uh, you couldn't, you know, how we it's just weird. I see you, if you were if you were um, uh, sexually assaulted or sexually abused, you know, you never talked about it. Now people will talk about it on Facebook, you know, I mean, we talk about everything on Facebook for crying out loud sometimes. And I mean, you'll see somebody, maybe not you or me, will talk about certain things, but other people will, you know, and, and it's their, you know what? And I don't say yay or nay on that either because it's their tool. You know, if that gets it out and lets them vent and makes them, you know, help them process what they're going through. I say, go for it, you know, but anyway, mm -hmm. she was, she cut, um, she's got the alcohol problem. She tries to quit now and then she seems to be doing okay now. Um, but she's got financial problems, having stability in a job. Um, my heart goes out to her because it's just always hard for her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's got to take her medication. And I even told her just recently, She's been having her asthma problems with some wheezing and getting prednisone, 80 milligrams isn't enough, she says. 
um, with COVID out there and everything, I have my concerns. Um, but, and I also, side note, I heard that I read an article, obesity, mm-hmm. diabetes, and mm-hmm. uh, blood pressure are the three most um, dangerous things to be for COVID. If you're, if you're obese, if you have diabetes, or if you have high blood pressure, it makes it COVID is worse for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I did, I thought it would be like respiratory stuff, but you know, it's still, but when anyway, um, so I had concerns on that. So, but, um, but also my son was diagnosed. He went through, he was having issues at school and he was angry. He had, I mean, he would, he would get mad. And I remember being back last fall and he got really mad and he went off into the woods and he was going to kill himself. He, he talked about suicide a lot. And he told me one time, you know, he even told me what he was going to do or what he almost did. And it scared me. And, um, he, I got him to talk to, um, a counselor and they said he was bipolar. Um, I think he had some issues with his father because his father had some, um, some serious issues going on with his, um, drug and alcohol use. And, um, I think that's a traumatic thing that happened to Jackson. Shit, I said his name. Anyway, I think it's a traumatic thing that happened. But (laughs) I know, right? But you know what? It's my family and I love them. And and they are, I am so proud of my kids because, you know, they're doing really well. They, They have their life struggle. They're going through it and trying to live their day their days normally and there is no normal anymore i don't care what it is everybody's got an issue and my my son is um working hard to you know take care of his own mental health and his health same and my daughter she struggles a little more and sometimes she gets i think she's more of like she doesn't care you know and lets it go until it gets bad Um, which which daughter it's the the bipolar one okay my little Emily, my Emily and I are like, we don't have the other, the three in our family have their, um, their challenges and her and I have our own challenge by living with them or being their, their mom um, or sister. That's what I wanted you to talk about was your challenge in living <laughs> with, with a child that has bipolar. No sleep. Um, waiting for the next thing to happen. Um, you can't make somebody do something if they don't want to do it, even if they're a minor, you know, you can't get them to cooperate. And I not good at manipulation. And even if I was, I think she's smarter than, than that. As far as that goes, she's not going to be manipulated. You know, she feels how she's going to feel. And so my answer to her is, you know, always, you know, I said, you, I said, you feel, it's like, I can't tell you how you feel. I'm not going to tell you how you feel. If you, you know, if you feel crappy, you know, just tell me what I can do, you know? And he, the only thing I can do is be there for her. You know, I just say, what do you need? What do you, and then I, I try to give it to her and I don't care if they think I'm an enabler or not. Um, you know, I, and mostly I just tell her if you need me, just call me. I don't know if you can enable a person with bipolar. I mean, the only way that you could be enabling them is if they should be being medicated and they're not, and you're saying, oh, it's okay if you don't take your medicine. 
Oh, I used to, oh my gosh. I used to, even when she lived in an apartment, like a block away. And then she lived at one about a mile away. I would drive to her apartment. Have She'd have like 14 pills and I would take them. And I give her like a week's worth at a time in zippy bags for every day. And I would give her, and she would not take her medication. I mean, it was for everything, her ulcerative colitis and everything. She refused to take her medication. Because was it because she, of how they all made her feel? No, it was because, well, sometimes she would say it was side effects, but you know what? Most of the time it's because she felt good. Then she didn't think she was sick. She didn't think she had the liver disease. She actually thought when she got the adult doctor, when she got away from the uh, children's hospital with the, with the pediatrics for the Mm -hmm. Dr. Collette and all them, she thought, okay, they don't think I have it. It's going to be okay. And I'm thinking to myself, the children's hospital, they're not wrong. Dr. Collette is the um, like excellent in his field. He did not diagnose her wrong. She's got mild duct beating on her bile duct. And sure enough, she was devastated because they said, yes, you have, you know, moderate activity. So that meant she, you know, so that kind of threw her for a loop there. And, um, you know, she's got to deal with the chronic conditions. So she, and a quality of life sucks, you know, physically and mentally. Right. And so, you know what, my other kids are like, I spoiled Beth. She's the oldest and, and I spoiled her, but it's like she needed more. She was, you know, she was suffering to me. She was, had challenges and she was suffering at times. And I, and she was. Well, I'm, I'm not going to go into um, the ADD part with my son because that's too long. But I just want to say that I, because it did mention that they, like the bipolar can have some ADD in there too, ADHD. Um, But my son's biggest thing was not not, um, taking his medication. And if you read about it, it really affects ADD affects their memory um, because they're distracted so easily. So like I could be in the bathroom getting ready to leave and he could be leaving. So he walks by and he says, bye mom. And I'm like, on your way out the door, take the garbage with him. He's like, okay. And he walks right on by it and he's not disobedient that quickly. He forgets. Wow. Yeah. So that's if he's not medicated. So uh, this goes along with he forgets to take his medicine. Okay. I've told him to put a timer on whatever he's got to do. His timer goes off. He goes down to get his medicine and he gets distracted by something else and forgets to take it. So I can tell like immediately if he's medicated or not. And so I will say, you know, depending, I mean, if it's late at night, I'm not going to take one, but you know, if it's during the day, I'll go um, here, you need to take this. And I get accused of that's enabling and I'm sorry, but that's not enabling because he can't even remember to take it. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't think that's enabling. I don't think what I did with my daughter was enabling. That's trying to help him. And so, and, and I don't think what you're doing that's why I brought up that example. I don't think what you're doing with your daughter's daughter is enabling either. There's there's a difference between enabling and 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 helping them through something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to 
put that in there that I get accused of that just because I give him his medicine when they say he's old enough to know to take that. Well, he is old enough to know to take it, but he's got to remember to take it and he's got to memory thing. So, well, the doctor, yeah, the doctors told me that um, a lot of patients, um, adults and children will not either finish their medication or they quit taking it because um, once they feel better, they don't think they they need it. They, yeah. And, and, um, it's, it's not necessarily like prednisone. You got to finish that prednisone because if you don't, um, you go right back into, you know, if you don't take the whole dose it, like you're supposed to, you, it, it's worse. And then you start wheezing and, and you end up, she did, she forgot to, or she quit taking it for like four or five days. And I remember New Year's Eve one year we had to take her to ER and, she, and the doctor said, well, I've been taking your prednisone. She's like, no. And it just, it just makes it even worse with her asthma. If you quit taking your doses and she needed right. prednisone for ulcerative colitis too. Kids been on mm-hmm. so many steroids. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Her poor body is just whack, you know, between the mm-hmm. cutting and, and the, and their chronic illnesses. I just want to call, I just want to cuddle her, you know? So, so, just, so out of curiosity. So when I'm listening to, at, at least two out of three of your children having these disorders. Do you think it has anything to do with a marriage or parenting, co-parenting, or what was going on with your relationship with your husband at the time no, of them think, growing up? No, I think it has to do with um, something in their brain because my um ex-brother-in-law my sister was married to a man that's bipolar his mother was bipolar and um some more hereditary stuff yeah he was he was having like manic things where he would um follow the cat into the room and you'd hear the cat go and then the cat would come running out and then he'd come out with a freaking weird old smile on his face and then i guess there was a relationship between his um one of the stepkids and one of his kids and my sister saw that the kids were pushing his buttons, how she put it, and that um, he was starting to get in a mania. And he did, he went like this. He bought like seven cars. He Holy sold, cow. yeah, he sold, sold the RV and he bought a different camper trailer. He bought a motorcycle. He bought a, he got a timeshare vacation thing. He went crazy. He, and he had the ability to do this. And that, um, that was in there. Remember shopping sprees. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, and then, and then I remember my sis, sister would be like, I'm following so-and-so to the, I'm taking him. We're going to the doctor, but he's leaving work and I'm going to, he's supposed to, I'm supposed to follow him. And she would, he would take off. And they go on a wild goose chase for like an hour and a half, and she'd be calling me, going, "Oh God, he's go, he's going to all the different directions, you know." And he was almost like a child, you know. And he and, and he used to be very stern, and 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 I used to be kind of intimidated by him. But then it just kind of flipped. He was just like kind of meek and timid after that. Um, and he had to take medication and had to leave, you know, his job, and. Um, so, and, and his mom has it and, and I it had nothing to do with the marriage with Kim, when you brought up, when you brought up marriage, it made me think of her because that's why she ended her marriage. 
because she saw that he couldn't take care of the situation and wasn't going to. She, her, her thought was, I got to take care of the kids first. But you know what? They are like great, great together. They co-parented with each other just down the road from each other. Um, and um, they're friends and they co-parented very well. As a matter of fact, my son moved in with him to get away from his father. And he moved in with him because that's where his cousins lived. And they, he took him in. And I am so grateful for that. And so my son could relate to what was going on. You know, it's not it's a long story, but short, short, it just seemed to work out. I mean. So I'm sorry, but even though you say that your ex-husband uh, co-parents well with you, it sounds like he helped cause a lot of these problems with the kids. Yeah, but I mean, his community—he communicates with me well, with with about the kids. But like I said, he's got his problems. He's got alcohol with major depression. He's self-medicating. He's using drugs. He's not the same person. I have to be careful um, with. Guess <laughs> why I run, man? It's like I have. I I mean, when it comes to the kids, I can get him to focus, and he and we because you know two of them aren't talking to him right now, and he he's like, what's what's going on with her? What's going on with her? How, how are they doing? And they're not talking to me, and he kind of freaks out. But I communicate with him. I don't go like, ha ha ha, you're an idiot, and blah blah. blah. I won't play those games, um, because these are our kids. And but does he realize that he's part of? what they're going through you know what he won't admit it but the kids so he know won't it. admit it no the kids know he's part of the reason they have some issues and i think i might be he says i abandoned the kids when i moved to florida i talked to my kids my kids said they were happy for me i'm trying to live by example for them not drinking i took them to church until they were in high school and wouldn't go anymore you know i was their sunday school teacher their vacation bible school teacher spiritual public education i took them to their activities i tried to be an example i made sure that all the birthday parties were with the cousins i lived right by my sister so we could all go to the nearby lake and i was like the babysitter for my sister's kids or seven of us together and there's two more you know over in the next town and i always try to keep everything like the glue you know and um and right now they're all tight because of that they hang out together they do things together my other sister has a family game night on sundays and i zoomed in on those over the a couple of times since I've been in Florida, we try to keep them close and together because everybody's got something, you know. And um, I think one of my nieces is bipolar, and because, um, like I said, her dad is, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and so now when I'm talking about this, it's like there's a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of bipolar in my family. But um, and did you know that before I said that that it was it could be. Genetic. Well, I knew. I just haven't thought about it in a long time. I haven't clumped it all together and made like one one long conversation. But my, you know, I can't, I can't control what other people do. I can no, but you know what? With and that's why I like to to think that we can educate people too, because now that we're starting to know all these different things, I think before you marry somebody that you're going to have children with, that. I think it's important to look at that back family history and know 
what your children could have if you have children with, you know, somebody with backgrounds like that. Not, not I don't that, think that would have made a difference for some people. I think they would have just, because people get so in love and they're in there. So, you know, we've been uh, married for a long time, so we can say this. It's like, ah, you know, okay, years, I, like, in hindsight, it's like, I should have checked this out. But you know what? Sometimes too. Um, I'm going to disagree you know, with you. I'm going to disagree with you on my end. Because what? had I known what I know today, I can promise you that I would not have had a baby with my baby's father. Okay, but well, all right, let's say hypothetically that it was a surprise. Saying, that's saying, that's different. That's different. I'm saying that if we know beforehand what somebody's like and what they're not not necessarily what they're like because you can hide a lot of stuff but right. the genetics the genetics behind them that that can be a red flag and keep us from continuing in that relationship where it would go into a marriage and having children yeah but it doesn't guarantee they're going to be bipolar it doesn't <laughs> guarantee it but when the chances are that and i'm not just talking about bipolar I'm talking about any kind of mental disorder or or addiction. Addiction a lot. Oh God, you can't you can't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody with addiction. You'll be single the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Somebody's got something, man. <laughs> but not everybody has addictions either, like bad addictions. I don't know. <laughs> I got and we, we will talk about that. My tribe is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You're what? you've done so many great things for yourself and for your children, and you're still there for them, even as adult children. And I think we should be. So anybody that says we shouldn't be or can't be involved in our adult children's life, I say fuck you. Because right. I, and, and my kids know this. Both of them know that I love them with everything that I have and I'm going to be truthful with them. So even though they're adults, if they're doing something wrong, I'll tell them. It doesn't mean they're going to listen to me or that I can punish them if they don't, but I'm still honest with them and say, you know, say something about it. But I also continue to compliment them and make sure they know how loved they are and how proud of them I am. So, you know, there's a balance there where there's a lot of parents that don't do that. They'll, they'll focus on all the things that the child has done wrong or all the things the child has done right. Right. Instead of putting that balance in there. And I, I was just told by by my daughter the other night that, you know, it was that balance that made them trust me. Like they knew I was going to tell them the truth, but in telling them the truth, I still love them. And I think that's a really big thing. And I think it helps anybody, not just children or adult children, but any person get through stuff when they know that they can trust what somebody's saying to them. Well, so, I, it's like, well, with me, it's like my kids, they weren't listening to me. And, uh, and even the husband, nobody was listening to me. 
So I just have, I'm like, you know what? If you can't hear me, you're going to see me. So I'm going to live by example by how, not how I want you to be, but how you can be. And that's right. why I'm down here. And that's why I'm sober. And that's why I went to back to school in my middle forties. And that's why um, I keep changing and doing and you lost keep my continually I changing yeah, um, and becoming a better person is what you I do. Just want him, I just want them to see that you can, as, as middle as, as just the little nobody that I am, I'm trying to make a difference to them. I, when I want them to see me, they're on all on Facebook and I'm private about them. But when they, I mean, when your daughter likes your thong picture, yay, love my girl. <laughs> she likes both of my thong pictures. She thinks it's cool. And it's like, you go, mom. <laughs> you know, the other one's probably shaking her head. Like when she was a picture where I'm at the airport with my floppy hat and my mini skirt and my half crop top and my suitcase with my fluffy dog. My, my mom says, well, when you pick your, your daughter picks you up and you look like a stripper. <laughs> I, like, I said, try to embarrass I her. I saw really, that picture. You didn't look like a stripper. She, she, well, I always had the but that would be a on and stuff. And yeah, Elizabeth, or she, Emily won't pick me up by the door. She go, she makes me walk the whole way. And even when she sees me, it's excited. She is to see me. She makes me do the walk because she doesn't want to be known to be known by me or anything. So yeah, right. I like it. It's okay. It's our, well, it's our fun. Right. Well, listen, um, I really appreciate all the information that you've given us. Is there anything that you want to tell people to, or parents maybe that they can help out their children or adult children that are going through this? Um, basically you're going to get frustrated. You're going to be upset. It's going to break your heart. <laughs> um, you just, you, you also can't throw you, you got to live your life. You know, I did all I could for almost 30 years and you got to live your life. And when you live your life and if you live a good life and live by an example and you're there for them to support them, love them, advise them with open arms, um, that's all you can do. And you just pray a lot and, and, and you make, and you, and you keep in touch and make sure they're okay. Um, you know, um, just just be a good example for them and be positive and stay happy and and um just give them good i mean i just try to be positive and happy and and let them know they're okay it's okay to feel the way they are they're they're there is no normal you're not weird you know you're lovable and you can give love and you and to understand and to be patient with them. God, patience is the big thing. You just got to be patient. And when they make a mistake, because they will, and when they don't listen to you and they do it anyway, and they will do it, no, I told you so's or anything like that. You just open, you just love them. That's all you can do because it's scary. Well, I so. think that's really great advice and I appreciate you coming on so much. I know you're really busy. Um, Hopefully we will have our next topic picked out before we get on. Ooh, I have a, I have a couple of good ideas. I'll instant message okay. them to you tomorrow morning if I don't tonight. Okay. All right. We will talk to you soon. And everybody, we love you. We thank you for joining us. Um, please share as much as you can, especially if you know anybody that has bipolar, which 
probably half the United States does. So that means we should have a whole bunch of people listening to this. But if you don't know how to listen, please. Um, my Instagram is struggle winner. And I believe yours is, is it moms? You want to tell CJ them what mom it is? Five. CJ mom five on Instagram. You can DM either one of us. If you have any questions, also you'll notice, um, when you see the podcast, that it has a spot where you can ask questions for our next podcast so that we can, on that podcast, begin it with answering some questions that were sent in. So either one of those, please make sure that you do that and push it out there as much as you can. There's a lot of people out there not knowing this information or how to deal with it. And that's what we're here to do is to make you laugh, hopefully not cry very much, but to really educate you. So we love you all. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.